Hey everyone, we're Brie and Haley, two friends building a safe space that feels like grabbing drinks with a friend. Come join us and let's grab drinks. Today's episode is one I know Brie and I both struggle with from time to time, and that is work boundaries. This topic is a big one. So Brie, before we start this conversation, tell me what you're drinking today. (laughs) Well, I'm actually drinking today a stress relief tea. (laughs) Instead of going for a cocktail for this conversation, I'm going to go for a stress relief tea. Um, It's one of my favorites. I'll have to like link it, but it's got like lavender and honey and it's very, it's very, very nice. So what about you? Okay. There's a tea I just got. So since you're drinking tea, it reminded me, so I'm going to grab it and it is Oh my gosh, I cannot even remember what it's called. Um, I got it in a gift box. You know, those like, oh. it's got a bunch of different brands in it. And yeah. you, you're you supposed to learn or meet new brands or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. There's a tea in it and it's like this, it's a fruity tea. So okay. I'll link it in the show notes. I cannot remember now that I'm recording. If it wasn't so far away, I would I would grab the, the box and show you. <laughs> <laughs> So is that what you're drinking today too? Yeah, going, I'll drink that going today. Going tea. Nice. tea today. All right. Now, as professional working women, it is hard to set structured boundaries between our work life and our personal life. And I think to, I think it's safe to say that this is true for both men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and even from from personal experience, I know it's true for women in both corporate and entrepreneurial lifestyles. So. Would you say the same, Brie? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just, it's so easy for things to overlap and for lines to get muddled and all the things because, I mean, work is such a huge part of our lives. So, yeah, completely. Do you have an example of a time you either didn't have healthy work boundaries or maybe you were constantly breaking them? I mean, I feel like, up until, I don't know, more recent years, that was just like story of my life. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before, how we're both like Enneagram threes, achievers, and that's just something that I've always been, that has always been in me to just go above and beyond and to keep pushing and to keep trying to do more have definitely and and have seen this in both like when I worked for other people and just with myself of having a hard time. I've definitely gotten better more recently, but there were definitely periods of time where I just couldn't shut it off. And I, it would be, it would be at night or it would be on the weekend. And I just couldn't stop thinking about work. And I think that for me was just like the, the worst of it is when you can't find that separation and when you can't make yourself stop thinking about things. And I know this is a hundred percent true for men and women. It's something my husband and I talk about all the time where we've had this rule. I don't know when we started it years ago, but on Sundays that you weren't allowed to like, of course you can't control your own thoughts or whatever, but like the rule is like, (laughs) okay, unless it's after 8 PM on Sunday night, we cannot talk about work and we're not supposed to think about work. We're supposed to like <laughs> just help it distract each other or something. 
because it's been a, it's been an issue for both of us. And so we've been like, nope, it's not after eight. We can't talk about it yet. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's been the thing for me is just, you know, not having the discipline and, you know, and obviously there's different seasons in life and different seasons of, you know, what's going on with work, but yeah, just figuring out how to shut it off. What about yeah. you? Uh, I mean, definitely. Like I, I feel like I've always done it where I go above and beyond or I overwork mm-hmm. both corporate and in my own business. I think with my own business, I found healthier boundaries to an extent. I still break them sometimes because yeah. like if I'm in a season of growth and I know I have to do X, Y, Z to get sure. through this weekend or this month or whatever, like we're recording on a Tuesday and I spent Saturday and Sunday working all day on my business while my husband was at work because I brought on two new clients and I had some things happen in business that just like put me behind. But then on Monday I took a half day and spent the whole day out of the office and my clients don't see a difference because their work is getting done. Right. But there was a time And it was one of the first times I really realized that most of the things in our, our jobs, unless you're like a brain surgeon, Mm -hmm. don't matter. (laughs) And it was, so I worked for a company and I remember I worked all day and I started getting a stomach ache at like four o'clock. And I was like, what? I don't know what is wrong with me. Continued working and... Then, you know, stopped work, started dinner, and ended up in the emergency room. My appendix had ruptured. Oh, my God. And so I text my boss, and I said, hey, I'm in the emergency room. I think my appendix has ruptured. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I was, like, still sitting in the emergency room, and I was like, just wanted to give you a heads up in case for tomorrow. (laughs) And he was like, okay, you know, just update me so I know how you're doing. And the next day, I mean, overnight, I found out my appendix had ruptured and they were like, okay, we're going to get you in first thing in the morning. And so (laughs) I'm like laying in a hospital bed and the nurse comes in and she goes, okay, we're um, about to wheel you back for surgery. I pull out my phone, text my boss, hey, this is supposed to go up on social media today. This is supposed to happen. And it was my own fault. My boss texts back and said, stop texting me you're about to have your appendix removed. Like what is wrong with you? (laughs) And I, I just remember that was the first time I realized like I put so much pressure on my job for things that don't matter. Like the reason I was texting him was because he didn't get the notifications to his phone that things were Mm -hmm. supposed to go up. I did. And I wanted to make sure they went up and he's like, it's a social media post. Mm -hmm. You don't, you're, I was overthinking it. And that's when I was like... Well, but I mean, I feel like we've all heard the horror stories of like crazy bosses. So (laughs) yeah, that may be a totally different story for somebody else (laughs) listening too. That's true. But like one social media post can wait till the next day in my opinion. Oh, 100%. And I have been that way since that happened. I have felt that way in any job I'm doing. I'm like, is this worth... Like if something big happens in your life, if you get sick, if whatever is this worth, you know, beating yourself up over? And the right. fact that, you know, so Pushing that was, yourself. 
Yeah, that was one of the times that I realized like, okay, I'm over um, thinking how important my job is because it was one social media post that I was worried about. Not, yeah. it wasn't like a client was upset or I had a huge deadline Even for a big still, <laughs> I don't know. Even still, I, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, that's when, you know, you hope that you have enough support from your team, whether it's, you know, which is a bit harder when it's just you, if you don't have an assistant or anything. I mean, this happened to me. I know this episode is coming out a bit later, but at the time of recording this, I was super sick last week and mm-hmm. wound up in the hospital because I got the dreaded norovirus, which if anybody else listening got it, I am so sorry. It's the worst. <laughs> it's also uh, the worst when you have it and you're pregnant and can't keep anything down and they're like, cool, we need you to come in and have fluids so you don't go into labor. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So yeah, like it's, you know, it was something where I had to like text my assistant and be like, hey, I need you to cancel all these different things for the day because obviously I'm out. And so it's, it's, you know, leaning on your team when you have a team mm-hmm. and just knowing like it, it, it's okay to not push constantly. And like, yeah, you, whether it's a, a physical emergency like you had or whatever it is, just those boundaries that we need to have in place for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like women tend to break work boundaries in general or maybe even more than men? And I know we can't speak for the men because it's our podcast <laughs> and they're not on here, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of it comes down to like our dedication and then in some capacity also comes down to like proving our value in the workplace. And I know that was a big part of my own of like having to either get someone to take me seriously. And, and I think every situation is different because I've been in roles where like the, the people I worked for, including men took me very seriously and they believed in me. And like a lot, I've talked about this on the podcast is all of my mentors in the past have been men mm-hmm. and they saw something in me and helped build my career. Yeah. But then there were situations where I felt like I had to work harder to make mm-hmm. other men. And this sounds so dumb, but like make another person or another man specifically take me seriously. And there was one time where I was n- kind of passed over for an opportunity and it it worked out for me because it wasn't the direction I wanted to go in the company, but I was passed over for an opportunity and the person they brought in was not necessarily the best fit. Like Mm. I definitely would have been a better fit, Mm -hmm. but he didn't take me seriously. And like I had to constantly prove myself over and over again, which meant I double checked everything he did. And pointed out everything he did to him specifically. I wasn't like going behind his back, but every time I did, it was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'll never forget, like I was working 50, 60 hours a week in this office to prove that point, to prove like, oh, I am, I know what I'm doing. I'm worth this job. I'm blah, blah, blah. And then I broke down 
there was a week that I, my boss, not, this is a different person, but the boss that um, I had in this role loved him. He was such a good boss, came in and was like getting on to me for not responding to an email within 24 hours. And I lost it. I started boohooing because when I get mad, I cry (laughs) and I started crying and he was like, what is wrong? And I was like, leave, just leave me alone. And I'd never spoken to him that way. And he walks out and gives me like five minutes alone and comes back in with a box of Kleenex. And he was like, tell me what's happening. (laughs) So I just laid it out on the line. I was like, here are all the things I've done in the last two days. It's you know, 50 hours worth of work probably, but I'm getting it done and no one's seeing it and no one's acknowledging it and no one knows I'm doing it and blah, blah, blah. And then I opened my email inbox and I had 250 emails. And then I opened my calendar that I couldn't get to. I opened my calendar and it was the last five days were all work meetings. I was like, when am I supposed to do my job Mm -hmm. when I'm in a meeting every hour of the day? Mm -hmm. Like I did not have lunch one day last week. Tell me when I'm supposed to do this. And I realized I wasn't speaking up and saying anything Mm -hmm. because I felt like I had to prove myself. And at that moment, like, I was so thankful for him because he was like, this is when you come to me. This, these are the times that you're supposed to say, I need help. I need you to fix this in my job. This person is giving me trouble because I told him everything. I was like, this person doesn't take me seriously and I'm having to double work anyway. So that was a a huge learning moment for me of like, ask for help because when I did every meeting got taken off of my calendar and there became a new rule. If Haley doesn't have to speak in that meeting, she's not going to be in the meeting because I was Mm -hmm. getting pulled into dumb meetings just in case they needed to ask a question about my role. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't. And that, that was a huge thing, but I broke every work boundary I'd set. I was working, you know, I'd get there at seven 30 in the morning and I wouldn't leave until seven 30 at night. Like it was, it was rough. And, um, and I think a lot of women do that because they feel the need to prove themselves. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like there's something that we do to ourselves for some reason of like, like not all the time. Like obviously there are situations that have made us feel certain ways or made us feel like we need to do something or, you know, bosses or clients or whatever that are not great. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I do think a healthy, a healthy boss will step in like yours did and, you know, say like, and that's the other thing too, is like, they can't read our minds either. Yeah. Like sometimes it does require us going to them and, you know, saying that like, here, here's what's on my plate. Here's what's happening. I can't keep up at this pace. Yeah. So I need you. To read. And that's what their job is, right? That as their, as your manager, as your boss, their job is to, yes, I, I feel like we always think of like, well, their job is to make sure that I'm doing my job. Right. Like that's how you go into it thinking. Yeah. But their job is, yes, their job is to make sure, of course, that you're doing the work, but their job is also to make sure that you have a healthy work and a good boss is, should be making sure that you have a healthy work environment, making sure mm-hmm. that you are not overworking and overcommitting because that's going to lead to burnout mistakes and you quitting 
and that's not what they need or want. And so I've definitely seen both sides where like healthy boss and unhealthy boss. And then on the other side, I think there's also so much pressure that we, and I know men do as well, but we're talking about women on this podcast that we as women put on ourselves of needing to be perfect at something and needing to like, you know, before we ask for something or before, before we ask for a raise or before you go after a job or whatever, right. You always hear these different things of like, women will not go for something until they hit a higher percentage of like being the best at something or being like perfect for the job versus Mm -hmm. men will tend to go for things a bit faster or a bit more for some reason. I've read like books and listened to podcasts on this, but like there's like a whole like psychological thing that goes back to like our childhood and Mm -hmm. even like us in school. And so I think that's something that we just have to be very conscious of in work is like, am I putting unnecessary pressure on myself? Yeah. That doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And if you're in an unhealthy environment, call it out or, you know, try to, or get out, right? Obviously we're never going to advocate for you staying in unhealthy work environments. We both have been in that before. And yeah. we're always going to have your back and push, like, to try to help you get out of that. But if it's not, and if it's just you putting it on yourself, you know, kind of reevaluate that. Yeah, I've done that a ton. Like, there have been times where, even in contract work, like, I have yeah. gone over my hours and not charged the hours because I felt like, oh, well, I need to prove, like, the long-term benefits of having this job is better than this, like, two hours of overtime. Mm. But no, Haley, stop working the overtime. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. Say, hey, I hit my hours for the week, blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. And I feel the same way with, like, you're talking about a manager. Their role is to be there and support you, and but we look at it as they're there to make sure I do my job. And yeah, I totally... I, I felt that way. Like they're there to make sure I'm doing my job until times like when that manager stepped in and was like, you were supposed to ask me for help. How, like, how am I supposed to know if you don't say anything? And I, I've taken that into my own business where anyone that contracts with me, I make sure like they know if at any time they can't do something, they can't fulfill a job. It's not going to mean that they're done with me. It means okay, I can step in and I can help you. You just have to tell me that. And I don't think I'm like the best manager at all. Like I'm a terrible manager. I don't think I communicate. That's not true. (laughs) There we go again, putting too much pressure on ourselves. Okay, Haley. (laughs) Okay, I think I'm a good manager in the sense of like being there and providing a good work experience and a good working environment. As far as like being strict and, but I don't want to be that strict manager. I think. I know. I'm very lenient. (laughs) Pulling the like the best out of someone through, I don't want to say torture, but I I feel like some of my best work has come from managers setting expectations and making me feel tortured. (laughs) Torture is the wrong word. That is not good. (laughs) This is not what you want to strive for here. (laughs) But like setting those hard deadlines, the... I don't know. I'm like so lenient, but I think a lot of it is because I want to provide that 
um, I want that same thing from my own clients. So like we try working yeah. ahead so that if something falls apart, I go on vacation, someone gets sick. Like a great example is... But you're is, also building that into how you manage and how yeah. you work with people, right? So I think this is, you know, for anybody that manages a team, you know, your job, like, so for you, you're setting deadlines and things that give a cushion as well, right? Yeah. So that way you can be lenient if something were to happen to somebody on your team. Yeah. And I think we're both building businesses like that on purpose. Um, <laughs> like one of my gals that I love to watch is um, Jillian Harris. I just, mm-hmm. I think she's so inspiring and just watching the business that she's built. But one of the things that she's talked about is like her team is all women. And the fact that she's built in flexibility for when life happens. And like, yeah, that doesn't mean that you don't have a job that has deadlines and has things that you have to get done. But there's also just a level of humanity and empathy for when mm-hmm. life happens and when things come up that you can't control that you have to take care of. Yeah. And I think in society in general, that's been something that we're missing so much in corporate, especially with deadlines and money and people not even, you know, people making decisions about certain things without thinking about the people that are doing the work. I think that's a huge issue in our country is that there of, you know, a lack of understanding and a lack of just like remembering what, what is going on and who's actually doing the work and allowing people to be human. And yeah. For some reason, you know, getting in trouble for being human. That's that's insane to me. Yeah. And I think too with like most of the companies I worked for in the past, like were very understanding in life happens. I think I got lucky in that sense where like there was one week, it was actually my very first job. I worked at an ad agency and we had a death in the family, like very unexpected, very young. And it was, I, I mean, probably the hardest thing I've gone through. And I just remember my boss, I I went into work, like didn't tell him I went into work and I just like found myself crying at my desk and he was like, what is wrong? And so I told him what happened and he said, get out of here. I don't want to see you for a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I have so much to do. And he said, no, you don't get out of here. I'll see you in a week. And like, I think if you get, if you're building your own business and you can build that in, yeah, build it. If you are, if you are a person who hires someone to work alongside your business, like for me, I'm a, my business helps other businesses. So we are Mm -hmm. a small piece in their puzzle. Like I, I would love to see that extended to the contractors of like understanding when stuff comes up and life happens, especially if they're being upfront about it, because there was, even in my own business, there was a week I had to go to all of my clients and I had to say, I'm going to be delayed. Some things have happened in my life and I can't get into the details, but just know I'm working my hardest to get things done. If it doesn't Mm -hmm. get done on time, you will be notified. And Mm -hmm. They all came back with very understanding words of encouragement of like, if you need to not do it this week, that's fine. We can skip a week because we're t- in my business, it's podcast production. So most mm-hmm. of my clients are like weekly podcasts. And that ultimately has helped me decide, 
okay, if I work two weeks ahead, my client's podcasts are going to be done. And then I have a whole buffer week, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been a huge, a huge thing in my own business that, like you said, I want to build a business that allows for life to happen when it does. Or if not that my appendix will ever rupture again, but if it were to rupture (laughs) again, I'm not like struggling to get things done while I'm laid up sick in bed. Yeah. And I think if you, you know, are not building your own business and you work in corporate and you're like, that's all great. If you work for a small business or, you know, you have your own business, but if you're in a corporate job, I think it's, you know, I think it's first like recognizing the humanity in the others on your team Mm -hmm. and in your boss and in the management as well that's been something like a conversation with my husband because he is in corporate is you know him getting frustrated with his boss about you know not being able to talk to him about certain things or whatever and you know I've kind of come back to him and one of the points that I tried to like talk through with him is like okay like let's bring the humanity to him and like how is you know why is why does he not have enough time to have regular like more meetings with you or to be a better boss and like oh it's because he's overloaded and he's young and he has young kids as well and like just bringing the humanity yeah. into it sometimes that's sometimes you just have assholes that you work for <laughs> and right and then you know there's not a whole lot you can do other than try to find another job at some point um but I think that's something that can that I think that could just help our society in general if we all just like you know instead of just I think, you know, from, you know, bottom of the totem pole to climbing the ladder, if we all just like had a little bit more human, like just recognize the humanity and like recognize like what's going on in other people's lives, um, it would do us a lot of good. I think the other part of it too is, um, something you said earlier triggered this, but like whenever we first start working, typically it's like in a like very low minimum wage crappy job right where managers are typically not great right they're usually pretty young and they usually don't know what they're doing either and it is like a horrible example for you to start (laughs) out in and don't you think like that kind of sets us up for failure along the way because oh yeah (laughs) the very first experience that you have whether it's like when you're a teenager or like early college like is a really bad manager and like a really crappy work environment. Yeah. Well, as soon as you said that it like all the, um, I guess pain is the right word. Trauma. (laughs) Trauma. (laughs) Um, I, I think my like teenage years, like teenage, Uh early college, I loved all of those jobs. I did. I Mm -hmm. rarely had any bad situations, but when I first started in the ad agency world, I remember like feeling unseen. Like I was just mm. another, um, yeah. someone referred to me as a paper pusher. Um, mm. I was a project manager and they were like, they said like, oh, Haley's just over there pushing papers. And I was like, that's not all I do. Like I, I, what? And they, like the way that they said it was as if I don't actually do any work. Mm-hmm. I just communicate that this person did their part. Now it's your turn to start. And I was oh. like, that's like a whole it is a job for those of you who don't know paper pushing in an ad agency is an actual job that it's called project management and it's not easy, especially when people are behind, but 
Like, I just remember a that. good project and, manager, your job is not easy. <laughs> and I remember going um, into a meeting. <laughs> this is awful, and I'm sure the person will never hear. <laughs> but if you work there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I went into a meeting that I had been at this job for two months, met the, bo- the boss multiple times. He comes in and he goes, oh, you must be new. And I was like... Wait, after you've met him a couple times? I had met him like eight times, like reintroduced oh my myself. God. And that's, I, I just realized like, okay, this is not the job I want to be working for. Like we are yeah. only a company of like 50 people. Okay. How do you not know who I am? That's like, terrible. It was, and, and it was just like known in that space that if you didn't work upstairs, which this is so funny it, because the office is completely different now because I've like seen it since then. But if you didn't work yeah. upstairs and you didn't have an office, you were irrelevant. And when that like was brought to my attention, I was like, oh, I'm done putting forth any effort here. I'm done. <laughs> Only 50 people? No, that's ho- that's toxic. That's toxic. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I shared that, but uh, one question I did have, and we've kind of touched on this a ton, is are there any societal factors that you think have led to professionals in general struggling to set healthy work boundaries? I mean, kind of just what we've talked on already. Like, I just think it starts, you know, from that first job, you know, where you, like, aren't supposed to call in if you're sick. And usually if you call in, that means you're faking it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and then, you know, from when you get to college and feeling like you need to, you know, when you graduate and, you know, your first quote-unquote big person job is feeling like you need to prove yourself. And there's just this, mm-hmm. like, hustle culture that has, like, gone on around it. I think I think it's – I don't know. I don't know if, it'll, if it's changing or if it will change. This is, like – something I love to talk about is like, you know, is the hustle culture changing? I feel like that's something that you and I like were definitely in. Um, And I I hate to say grew up in because I feel like obviously like uh, people before us also kind of dealt with it too. But I feel like it's something that was, is just like obviously toxic and something that we've had to deal with. It's been interesting to watch, and this could be a whole other conversation, but it's been interesting to watch Gen Z come through. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, we're only really seeing it on social media, or at least I am of just like them kind of pushing back and kind of setting more boundaries and that's inspiring. And yeah. so, I mean, I hope that that continues. I don't know that it will. Like, I don't know if like a, I don't know if we can ever get out from this cycle that we've created. I, I truly yeah. don't know. I, I, because everybody is always wanting to, you know, obviously you want to do better. You want to improve. You want to make more money. You want to move up in your career. And so I don't know if we'll ever lose that hustle yeah. culture. Even, you know, if you are pushing back and, you know, setting more boundaries. I don't know. Yeah. I think this is a topic I want to come back to for sure. I feel like there's a whole episode here that, about Gen Z, but also hustle culture in general and overcoming it in some capacity because I was there. I mean, I still Mm -hmm. feel there are times I'm like, okay, I'm in the hustle of this season. I have to get out and then I'll be fine. Yeah. But like there, there were years I spent years 
hustling. And yep. I hate I hate the word hustle now because of it. Oh, me too. But I had all these goals I had set and I wanted we'll get into it in another episode. I want to come back to this topic though. Um <laughs> because I think it's so it's so true and even like the hustle culture of entrepreneurship of like you have to be working 24/7 all the time yeah. and you always have to be on and like I it's so funny to me because I will get inquiries from people and if I don't respond within an hour, I'm getting a call. And I took my phone number off of my website because of it. And I like then, or I'll get a second inquiry that's like, Hey, I inquired with you and I haven't heard back. And I changed my, I have like a thank you form on my page or a thank you page on my website. And it literally says, I only respond to inquiries between these hours on these days of the week. If you don't hear from me, don't worry. I will respond to you within 24 hours. If I don't, then you can reach out again because it probably didn't go through. (laughs) So like, I, I think entrepreneurs definitely get stuck in that space of like hustle all the time. Especially when you're first starting out and you're trying to build a business, right? But if you don't establish boundaries and establish parameters from the Mm -hmm. get go, you're not going to lose business because you're not responding to somebody on the weekend. And if you are, you do not want to work with that person. Yeah. <laughs> because that they're going true. to be a nightmare client that's going to make you cry and hate your life in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I I actually just had someone um inquire about running the studio and on my form it says like you have to have a business license and business insurance and I respond between these hours. Well, it was a Friday. I technically take off Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um and she inquired, or like she went to inquire and was like, oh, she doesn't respond to inquiries. I'm going to call her. Oh, no. <laughs> Where she Absolutely got my number not. from, I have no idea. <laughs> but she called me and I was like, oh, do you have a business license and insurance? Well, no, but I thought you could do this for me. Nope. Nope. I can't. I can't. So speaking of those healthy boundaries, how do you have boundaries set up in your business or is there a good way to set them up? I mean, I wrote a couple of things down for this, and one is don't take on more just because. That's something I'm guilty about. It's something I know that, I mean, I think all of us are. And and not even that we think like, oh, it's not just because. Like, we can even justify the reason. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, okay, but is that necessary? And that's because that's where the boundaries get broken and like lines get blurred is when we just keep taking on, keep taking on, keep taking on. And that's where I've gotten myself in trouble so many times over the years, whether it was for myself and my own business, for my clients, or when I worked in a corporate, like a marketing firm, I've done it in all of them where I've taken on more than I should have and I buried myself and there were consequences from it. So just be mindful of like what you're taking on. Try to leave work at work. And and sometimes it's like setting a routine or a ritual for yourself. If you are an entrepreneur, I know how hard this can be. I, because I work from home. And so uh, leave work at work is literally I'm leaving work at my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do try to like kind of set up some type of routine for myself. So whether you're corporate or an entrepreneur is like, okay, what is something you do to kind of shut off as you leave work? And so for me, that's like, you know, literally shutting down the laptop, 
closing it, not bringing my laptop upstairs or not bringing my laptop yeah. into the, like the other room, like where I do like just life. Um, or if you know, you're working in nine to five, it's like, okay, if you're working from home, still closing it, leaving it, you shut it off at a certain hour and you don't get back on it until the next morning at a certain time and not 6am. We're talking a normal working hours <laughs> or, you know, and then like having something to look forward to at the end of the night too, like something that you're going to go do to distract yourself from continuing to think about work. And then the other thing is that I wrote down is just like allow others to help you. And I think that's something that I have definitely struggled with. I still struggle with it. I was just texting my assistant and I was like, I need to actually hand the, I think I need to hand this to you. And she's like, yes, you do. That's what I am here for. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I just get in this mindset of like, oh, I can just do it. I could do it. I could do it. It's fine. I don't know why we do this. I, yeah. You're nodding your head. Like I'm I not the it. only one. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like allow other people to help you. Yeah. So. What no, about I ask for help was one of mine. One of my, um, yeah big work boundaries because I, and I'm still, like you said, learning to do it myself because like I planned a vacation and I, it was a test for me to see if I could go on vacation without my clients knowing. And if you're a mm -hmm. client and you're listening, you had no idea that I went on vacation. <laughs> I did. It, <laughs> she was in Hawaii. <laughs> I did. I went to Hawaii. Some of my clients knew like if I saw you or I had like a conversation with you, yeah. I let them know. But I did still like check emails to keep in touch because I really just wanted to see, could my business operate with me being mm -hmm. on vacation? Yeah. And so I had to call in help from my um, podcast producer. Yep. And I said, listen, I, I need you. Uh, <laughs> these are yep. the four clients I have not completed. My plan was to complete them. I didn't complete them. Can you do the work? Yeah, I can. Absolutely. I've been waiting on you to give me this work. And I'm like, oh, okay. Handed it all yeah. over. Like it was that simple. And all I had to do was ask for help. And now she has taken on half of those clients herself. Like we've pushed some of my workload onto her, which one takes the workload off of me, allowing me to work better. But two, it, it gives her money, you know, like this yeah. is a job opportunity for her that she doesn't have unless I give it up. So that was a huge thing for me. So asking for help, very mm -hmm. similar to my breaking point in corporate. <laughs> That's where <laughs> I learned that. And then my other, another one is setting solid work hours because I, I know not everyone is like me, but I am a nine to five worker. Well, technically eight to five worker. I prefer to work a structured solid every week is the exact same thing routine. And if I can turn that into a nine to two one day, brilliant. I would love that. But set those solid yeah. work hours so that you are not constantly finding yourself working. Because when I didn't have those, sitting on the couch, I'm on my laptop. I'm working. Hanging out with my husband, watching TV, I'm on my laptop working. And like, that's not healthy. So that's, yep. that's my other one. And then my last one is during your work hours. And this one is still a struggle for me but to prioritize the most important things. So when I'm looking at my schedule, I know it's so easy to do the easy tasks first, but oh, there, are, <laughs> there are times <laughs> like if a client, if their due date is first, they need to be prioritized. Yeah. If, if I'm two weeks ahead on another client, they can hold off till the end of the week, 
but I need to prioritize what's going to happen first and what's most important. So, um, and that's corporate as well. Like don't find yourself on Friday afternoon having to work overtime because you didn't complete a project that was due before all the other things you got done. Yeah. So, so I want to move on to a little bit of a permission exercise. (laughs) Mm, I want every single one of us to give yourself permission this week to put yourself first and Mm. doing that in whatever capacity that means in your work, in your life, set boundaries for yourself, but communicate those. So if that means you have to talk to a huge, yeah, if you have to talk to a boss this week, talk to your boss. If you have to talk to a client, if you have to talk to a spouse, do that because I want you to have better work boundaries. And I, it's always going to be a work in progress, but give yourself permission to do that this week. Mm. I, I love that you said that because we can set all the boundaries in the world, but if we do not communicate those boundaries, yeah, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Yes. And I mm. even have it like in my welcome email, my boundaries of Good. here's when I work, here's how you can communicate with me. If you need to jump on a call, here's where it's at, but I only take them by appointment, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yep. So Yeah. Now, last thing before we wrap up, for those who are battling with work boundaries or finding a way to implement them, what would you say to them? Oh, that is that is a big question. I mean, I am a big fan of getting somewhere quiet for a minute and grabbing a pen and paper and just kind of like letting your thoughts out and... Yeah. Whether that's finding five minutes at work or five minutes on a break or whatever it may be, even if it's on the weekend or at night, if it's, you know, things that are like really getting out of control and, you know, just writing down like, okay, what is working and what is not working? Um, Because sometimes we just, we don't stop, right? Like we just keep going from thing to thing to thing to thing. Okay. Well, you know, I'll handle this later, right? Like I'll deal with this issue later. And we just keep going until it's months or years down the road and we're miserable. And so just my advice would just be to force yourself, you know, along with like giving yourself that permission and like this week, like also like pause and just take stock and like write down like what's working great and what is not working great and what do I need to do to change those things. Oh, I love that. Something that you and I were talking about as we were planning this episode was to prompt the question of did the last 10 years of my life change anything for my career or Mm. did I just feel burnout? And when you said Mm. that to me, I was like, Ooh, I don't even (laughs) remember saying that to you, but it was, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I think we were on Marco Polo. I wrote it down Mm. for these notes and I was like that. I mean, that's so true. Like, what yeah. has all of this hustle and all Been these for. breaking bre- boundaries, what was it for? Like, yeah. my career is not where I saw it going 10 years ago. Um, oh, my God, no. And I I worked really hard in the career I was building in the ad agency world. And I gave it up for another opportunity. And I'm right. so glad. Like, things change. Your dreams change. And as they change, are you working towards 
a new dream or are you working towards burnout? <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, it made me coming back to like what we keep bringing up. Like, are you happy at the end of the day? Yeah. Like, are you, are you happy with the life you're building? And yes. that, I think that's just the most important. And I think, you know, that's part of something like in our hustle and, and in just like, go, 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 go that we don't always stop to take stock of and mm-hmm. to think about until it's, it's too late and until we're in that burnout phase. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. we didn't stop to pause and evaluate and give ourselves permission to set, ba- set boundaries. And we just kept pushing until oh. something broke. Oh, so good. <laughs> Maybe it's not your appendix, but it could be something yeah. else. <laughs> your brain, your brain for sure. Well, your brain <laughs> to close the conversation today, Brie, what are you cheersing to this week? You know, let's, I'm cheersing to having, you know, just five minutes to evaluate things and see where you're at. And if you're feeling great about things, that's amazing. And cheers to healthy boundaries. Oh, yeah. I'm cheersing to um, solid mentors. I feel like we all need them and we can learn yeah. a lot from them. So I'm, I'm thankful for the ones I had and cheersing to, one, to the ones I will have. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope you it. gained some sort of acceptance or even permission to build better work boundaries for yourself in today's episode. We would love to talk about this more over in the Bossy community over on Facebook. So come join us and tell us what some of your favorite work boundaries are. Yes, because I, I want to hear them. I think there's so much we can learn from each other in this space. So yes, come jump in on that thread and let's chat. Awesome. We'll see y'all later. Bye guys. Thanks for grabbing drinks with us today. Let's Grab Drinks is brought to you by Bossy Life Co. You can find show notes at letsgrabdrinkspod.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Cheers, Cheers friends. friends.